Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. One can't help but be positive. And Newton! The other can't help but be negative. Bleep you, you bleeping bleepity bleep. Sports radio for the passionate fan. What's up, Nick? And grumpy dad in all of us. That is just so stupid. Fitzy and Hart. Yes, I've been listening, Andy. On Boston Sports Original. I like the way Andy Hart does it. Might have Nick just take over. W-E-E-I. I dare even the grumpiest jumbo of hearts in Celtics Nation anywhere in Boston, New England, or around the worldwide world of Celtics fandom to find something to be negative about today. Andy Hart, your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens here with an impromptu Fitzy and Hart on WEEI, Boston Sports Original. We are getting close. Just five minutes left to the Celtics game. Seven at the Boston Garden today. The Celtics are currently up 97-75. to 75. We were hoping we would join you in celebration for this impromptu unofficial postgame show as opposed to commiseration, and it is looking pretty, pretty, pretty good right now. You can join the two-way sports talk party and offer your thoughts, opinions, and feelings about the Celtics, how they perform today, and what the what the future holds for this team as it looks like they are on their way to an Eastern Conference Finals rematch with the Miami Heat. Give us a shout at 617-779-7937. The text line is available for business at 37937. And of course, you can hit us up on the socials. He's at Jumbo Heart, and I am at Fitzy GFY. Andy, Jason Tatum gets in foul trouble. Milwaukee tries to establish a very physical presence early, dominating in the paint with Brooke Lopez coming in, actually nailing three-point shots, no less himself. But the Boston Celtics, they counter with some Jalen Brown. Grant Williams finds his chair, his desk, his light, and his number two pencil in the corner office. 22 points at last I checked. Peyton Pritchard raining down threes. Three has been the number of the day for the Celtics. If you had told me Grant Williams was going to shoot 18 threes, I'm not sure I would have felt good about the Celtics' <laughs> chances, but wishes were granted. Game 7 victory is uh, going to be upon us soon enough. And, it's imminent. You know, we talked about it, the depth of the Celtics coming into this series. If you get 25 from Grant Williams, you get 12 off the bench, bench from Peyton Pritchard, who went 4, from, four for 6 from 3-point land. You mm -hmm. mixed in. You know, your usual 20 from Brown and Tatum. There's nothing to be upset about in this game. It got off to a little bit of a slow start, but even that yep. was good because you couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. You weren't playing well, and you were in the game. 
Like the the Bucks should have built an early lead, but they it was actually bad basketball early. It was bad NBA oh, basketball. Super sloppy. A lot of super shots, sloppy. Like, yeah. Really ugly. You know, I don't know if it was nerves, game seven, tired, fatigue, whatever you want. But then the Celtics started to play their game, started to get hot, hot from three. Giannis actually struggled finishing near the rim today. He missed a lot of close shots, and I think that helped you know them that when he's not finishing. That only yep. doesn't put points on the board, but it's also like a sigh of relief. Ooh, he got downhill, he got to the rim, mm-hmm. and oh, it rolled off the rim. Let's go. Yeah, Andy, you know what that was? That's a that great point. There's so many great points, and... Uh, moments if you will early on where instead of panicking getting anxious both as a fan and somebody who would like to see this continue on because obviously it makes our job way more enjoyable um i i when they were down 24 20 i believe it was at the end of the first quarter like the celtics withstood the physical charge of milwaukee coming out of the gate saying we're pretty tired uh, we don't have much of a stroke from uh, three-point range. Giannis is on fumes. And as we've seen, and as you, as you just pointed out so nicely, he's coming up short on a lot of these, a lot of these shots. It's because he's gassed. The yep. man physically has almost nothing left to give at this point. And the Celtics withstood that charge, didn't even play close to their best basketball or the basketball that we were going to see them play as the game progressed, which was smart especially with that humongous play from Marcus Smart. We'll get you audio on that as soon as this goes final, right before the half. Even with Jason Tatum getting himself in foul trouble, Jalen Brown knew, okay, uh, top of the third quarter, I have to step up. Milwaukee kept trying to just be physical and body the Celtics, and the Celtics kept taking it and dealing with it. Good ball rotation, great passing, tremendous defense, and eventually the team that is in better shape, the team that has better depth, and the team that's got just a little bit of the Celtics' luck today looks like they are going to come out on top. Just a quick check right now for everyone who is where they are. Um, crack them open and celebrate with us at 617-779-7937. to 77 Andy, this is turning out to be a three-point-to-palooza. You know what? On the way out, salt the land and burn the village type of effort by the Celtics today. Yeah, and I, I'm a guy that I hate watching missed threes. But I'll fully admit I'm a hypocrite. When they start falling, it's fun. You're oh, at home on so your good. couch putting your three fingers in the air with the little okay sign like everybody's doing it, you know, throughout Celtic Nation. And they got hot. And, you know, Grant Williams, you can't say enough about this. Justin, our producer, was telling me that we're on the anniversary of the big Kelly Olynyk game. Well, we now have the Grant Williams game because he certainly uh, earned it. And we talk about Giannis the getting The Grant fatigued. Williams game. Where it's were the you Grant, for the Grant Williams game? I was on my couch, and then I was on the radio with Fitzy. <laughs> but, you know, if we're going to acknowledge Giannis being fatigued, Game 7, he's worked so hard, he's tried to carry his team. Well, for much of the series, Grant Williams has been the guy on the other side of the ball, all six foot whatever the hell of him and banging bodies with him and taking those shoulders and those elbows. So Grant Williams had every bit his reason to be beat down, bruised, battered. He got poked in the eye at one point. They were jawed mm-hmm. with Bobby mm-hmm. Portis, and yet Grant Williams just kept hitting three after three. As I said, seven of 18 from three-point land for 27 points, which I believe is the game high. I believe Grant Williams, yes, game high, 27 points. The Check Boston the three-party right where Wishes are granted. What did you? The number of the day you're about to see. The number of the day is three. three. <laughs> Count von Count checking in on the 
Harbor One hotline right there from the Sesame Street and way downtown. Grant Williams, 27 points, six rebounds in 39 minutes. He stepped up, as did Jalen Brown, as did Peyton Pritchard, Megan Ottolini's son, Big Al Horford. He only had six points on the day thus far. It's 101.77 with just two minutes left. Oh, what a party they're having at the Garden today. Somebody please go over over. Someone get a cold one and a giant slice of pizza at halftime for your old pal Fitzy if you happen to be at the game today. Give me a call from over there if you get a chance at 617-779-7937. It's just... And, and here's what hitting threes now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Neesmith's off the bench hitting threes. Oh, my God. Oh, the bench is emptied. No, I, as it should be, too. And, Andy, let me, uh, let me highlight some other positives. In addition to the way that the Celtics responded to, like I said, that physical charge that Milwaukee mounted early on as their best effort to try to get the Celtics in foul, foul trouble, throw them off their game, and establish a presence and maybe intimidate them. The Celtics, who obviously were not about to be intimidated again, and they were not going to take their foot off the gas after that uh, limp biscuit of a Game 5 finish, the way they responded in Game 6, they took that punch from Milwaukee, uh, and they were just like, hey, you knocked him down, why don't you try knocking me out? And stood up, and then from the early second quarter, maybe mid-second quarter on, Dictated the tempo, and that play that I highlighted earlier by Marcus Smart as he stole the ball from Giannis before the end of the half and with .9 seconds remaining tries to hoist a three from midcourt. The wherewithal to know that Giannis is on him and either A, has to get that shot up, or B, maybe I get lucky and get a three-point foul. He did. He sinks all three from the charity stripe. They go up five, and they officially put Miliwake, Giannis, the Bucks, and this series at that point in their rear view. Now, let me go ahead and remind you this. They were also able not to have to dip into the Time Lord well, and they were yep. able to rest him and his bone bruise for the Eastern Conference Finals. The dubs are stacking up right now, my man. And remember, this is the road that was, ooh, so difficult, and I had, I acknowledged that. You know, when you, they were sort of playing out the regular season and deciding they wanted to be the 07 Giants and we're not going to do give up on anything, we're, you know shifting and we're going into sixth gear and we're going full speed ahead and we're getting the two seed and we're going to play the nets nobody wants to play the nets we're going to sweep the nets oh then you get a deal with Giannis. well they dealt with the nets very easily they dealt with Giannis not so easily and now you're going to be in the eastern conference finals against jimmy butler and bam out of bio and company and uh i don't see any reason why this train should be slowing down am i getting uh overly nope. optimistic because i it. am already looking forward to the nba finals I don't, i'm not going to look past the heat but I am looking forward to in a in a way that I'm excited about it. The the NBA Finals. We are seeing Jason Tatum, you know, take it to the next level. There was some frustration today. The fouls today. I think he got screwed today on that Connaughton call where uh, his. Oh chin my God, and- Pat Connaughton's chin. If that already doesn't have a Twitter handle, are you kidding me? Okay, the the third foul and Ime might a couple things we're going to have to clean up before the Eastern Conference Finals, including Ime's reviews. They got almost borderline Bill Belichick bad with his challenges in the last couple of years, Didudoka over the past couple of games. Tatum is also going to have to be a little less sloppy because you know guys that have the killer instinct and and have gotten the best of him before, like uh, Bam Adebayo, like Jimmy Butler, are going to look at the way he got a little sloppy at the end of the second half and early in the third and figure out, hey, or at least think, hey, we can get in his head. Hey, let's body up on him. Let's try to get him in foul trouble and throw him off his game. He got sloppy. That was a bad, that was a bad review by Udoka. Oh, here we go. Last couple seconds of the game, everyone. Soak it in.
There's your official announcement. Eastern Conference Finals tickets are on sale. Oh, what's the get-in going to be for that game, Andy? Uh, mucho hundreds. Mucho hundreds. Mucho you won't be able hundreds. to afford those. Uh, I, do you like those chains that they uh, everybody's wearing in the crowd now? With the Celtics logo, it looks like the old uh, uh, public enemy clock. Do you like those? Those? No, I'm not a huge fan. I kind of am because they're so hideous, they're cool. Like they're they're so, like those ugly dogs they or turn ugly around, cats yeah. that make them awesome. Uh, so, but yes, you, you won't have much money left over when you buy your get-in ticket to uh, splurge on the uh, whatever they're calling those. Oh Celtics man, but my crypto portfolio just crashed. However, <laughs> am I going to? However, am I going to afford? Possibly afford. Uh, being able to get into the building. I, I'll be honest. Actually, Andy, I've never been to an NBA playoff game. Obviously, I've been to Super Bowls, lots of NFL playoff, etc. Um, I've been to multiple World Series, saw uh, uh, World Series clinching game all the way back in 2013 at the at Fenway. I've never been to an NBA playoff game, and I'm thinking this might be piggy, bay, piggy bank breaking time. Oh, I want to get boy. in. Oh boy, gonna dip into the old savings account. I was gonna dip. Hey kids, how about that 529? Don't worry about it. College will be free by the time you guys get to it. <laughs> yeah. Either that, either that or, dad, or your dad's gonna be sending you to Blue Hills Tech. Nothing wrong with Blue Hills Tech. Hey, listen, right? you know what? Where there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with learning a trade. And that's it, everyone. It is final. The Boston Celtics defeat the Milwaukee Bucks 109-81 in game seven of their hard fought, bloody, physical, intense Eastern Conference semifinals. They will now advance to the Eastern Conference Finals as the two seed in the conference. We've got a chalk Eastern Conference Finals. The Celtics will be the road team. Milwaukee, excuse me, Miami will be the home team. This is a chalk Eastern Conference final. The one seed will host the two seed, and the Celtics will get a chance to get their revenge against Miami for the bubble busting that they got two years ago in Florida. 617-779-7937. If you would like to call in and give us a shout, talk about the Celtics, we are here for you. We'll be here until 7 o'clock tonight. Andy and I doing a little post-game review. Uh Andy, tell me exactly when it was you think that the Celtics, uh, I, I said I thought that they grabbed hold of the game right at the end of the second quarter. Though it was only a five-point lead uh, at that point, like you could just tell they had it in their head. They were making the intelligent decisions. I, I resisted saying smart plays because it was Marcus Smart there. Smart. Well, wicked. Oh, and by the way, did you hear, um, I don't know if you heard on the broadcast, Jeff Van Gundy after that play did a nice Boston uh, accent imitation. He said, that was wicked smart. Yes. And Mark Jackson started talking, and then he stopped, and he went, that was actually very good. <laughs> <laughs> I like that broadcast. Girl. I love I, that not, team. Love Mark em. Jackson's probably the weak link, but uh, Breen and, and Van Gundy made me laugh out loud. Did you hear when he was talking about how both teams had shortened their benches, the rotations, basically maybe go eight, sometimes just go seven? And, and Jeff Van Gundy goes, yeah, Pat Riley used to say, you know, you go with eight, then seven, but trust your five. I don't know. I forgot exactly what he said. <laughs> and as a man who's done that many times, decided midway through a quote that I didn't remember the quote I was trying to cite, uh, I can appreciate that, uh, Jeff Van Gundy. But, you know, Jeff Van Gundy was funny because they were talking about, you, you talk about when the game turned, and yep. Breen was joking that this was like one of those 90s playoff games. He, he actually called physical. it game seven of the, he, he called it game seven of the 1997 Eastern Conference semifinals. Which is a little misleading because the Celtics blew up and scored 109 points. And back in that day, they didn't score 109 points. But you, asked, I actually felt really good, as I said, 
when the first quarter ended and you played poorly, couldn't shoot, you were playing at not Celtics basketball, and I do I think it was 24-20, I want to say, was the end of the 26-20, uh, mm-hmm. you're down six. And I was like, it's on. Because they're going to get hot. They're, you know, I, I never felt like they couldn't shoot, that this was going to be one of those days where it was going to be just a hellacious shooting day and they'd never dig out of the hole. Uh, and I didn't think Milwaukee took advantage. I, I'm a big believer. You have chances early. Other team plays like the Celtics did there. You need to take advantage or you will kick yourself later. And then, boom, second quarter, 28-17, they outscored Milwaukee, and they were off. And then even when Jason Tatum had to go to the bench with the uh, the four fouls that no one cared for but was sort of his own doing because he had that stupid uh, frustration foul where he shoved, I think, Holiday to the floor just blatantly. Yep. Um, and it's one of those that, as Van Gundy says, at the time I think it was only a second foul. You don't think of it. But then when you have four fouls and you're on the bench, you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't have shoved that guy to the floor earlier and I'd still be in the game. But when Jason Tatum was forced to the bench, and they actually extended the lead. They kept it at, like, whatever it was, 13 at the time and didn't allow Milwaukee to cut it with your best player on the bench. The game was just about over at that point. And then they pulled away because they got ridiculously hot. I mean, they had Malik Fitz hit a three. I don't even know who Malik Fitz is, but he hit a three. Malik Fitz. Who is Malik? <laughs> Scored a three. Malik Smith Fitz. hit a three. <laughs> uh, let's give you a quick update right here. Again, your final 109-81 Celtics beat the Bucks. They're on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Your high scorer today for the Celtics, as we just highlighted moments ago, Grant Williams with a smooth, effortless 27. He shot and some rock solid defense threes. on Giannis. He what was he from 20? three? He was 10 of 22. Why not? Threes. You know what to which oh, no, I no, say, excuse why me. not? 7 of 18, sorry. He was 10 right, of 22 whatever. overall. Okay, seven but of 18, 18 of his fine. 22 shots were three-pointers. Why not? Tremendous. You know what? Did the job. Uh, and you know Marcus what else? Smart. Well, Marcus Smart, I... almost, almost a triple-double from Marcus Smart. Seven rebounds, 10 assists, 11 points. Tatum with 23. He was pretty much a non-factor after he went out with the fourth foul, but they didn't need a rain in threes everywhere. Derek White, another spectacular game. Good ball handling. Peyton Pritchard with 14. And like I said, Jalen Brown knew when to turn it on because the Celtics went into the half with a five-point lead, Andy, in the second half. Are you ready for this celebration? 61 to 38 in the second half. That was yep. the SmackDown. It was lit up on Milwaukee. And, you know, talk about Giannis. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we were joking yesterday. You kind of pencil in 40 for Giannis. Well, Giannis was 25 today. He was minus 20 uh, when he was on the court. And we talked about it earlier. He couldn't really finish. 10 of 26 field goals. Certainly could have easily scored 35 points if he just hit, you know, from basically the restricted circle. Uh, he was missing even finger rolls, those, you know, giant step, you know, most would say two steps in a finger roll. It's more like four steps in a finger roll for Giannis, but he was missing some of those. And I think that was uh, a key part of it, uh, the the way they uh, kind of took advantage of an uncharacteristically, I guess, not dominant. I won't say bad day, but not dominant day uh, from Giannis. Drew Holiday had 21 for them, but he went mm-hmm. 0 for 6 from three-point land. And they went, I want to check this, 4 of 33 from three-point land oh. for the Bucks, 12%. So Four you look at the points. Four of 33? I mean, right. Celtics hit 22 threes, so that's uh, 66 points off three-pointers. The Milwaukee Bucks hit four threes, 12 points. So 54 points plus 54 in terms of three-point shooting for the Celtics. This was one of like those college basketball days early in the tournament where some team gets hot and just hits a boatload of threes. That's yep. what the Celtics did after the slow start. They got hot and just nailed it.
And that's exactly what they needed to do, given the fact that Milwaukee decided to open big and go with Giannis and Lopez. I mean, hell, I mean, you want to talk about like the sun shining on a duck's ass every now and again. You had Brooke Lopez hitting a three from up top. When he's draining 33-footers, you know it could be a crazy day. And the Cincinnati Reds pitched a no-hitter today and lost. So, you know, up is the new down, left could be the new right. We're living in the matrix. It's a it's wild funny world. You, wild it's funny world you bring up the, uh, the Brooke Lopez three. Um, nobody who's small hit a three for the, uh, the Bucks. Giannis hit one. Brooke Lopez hit one. Bobby Portis hit two. Nobody who's not a center or power forward or like 6'10 or above hit a three-pointer yeah. for the Bucks. No Drew Holiday, no Pat Connaughton. I mean, Pat nope. Connaughton made that one contribution, getting the fourth offensive foul on chin. Jason Tatum with his chin right there. Um, I don't know That how, official, they... too. You want me to be negative about one thing? That guy putting on the show, like, oh, oh flipping up his oh, arm and, like, over-dramatizing, like, oh, he, he nearly beheaded the like. And then, then of course, they overturn it when Giannis does the exact same thing on the other end, mm-hmm. which that infuriated me. But when you win by 28 in a Game 7, when you hit all the threes the Celtics did, I am not going to spend any more time than those five seconds I just did bitching about the officials because now I'm focused on, I think the Celtics are the better team in the next matchup, too. I know it's a two-versus-one and the home court advantage goes to Miami, but I'm getting ahead of myself here, and I think the snowball is rolling because, as you noted, a key factor here, and I'm yes. staying optimistic about this. Rob this is Williams. Un- unbelievable. Like I said, the, the Reds pitched a no-hitter and lost. And ladies and gentlemen, you've got a celebratory, all positive Andy Hart on the radio. It. Take advantage of it while you can. All positive, and today I stay positive. Rob Williams, right and left butt cheek, never had to get off the bench. You weren't in desperation mode, so he should be well-rested, hopefully pain-free or closer to pain-free as you get to the heat and bam out of bio. So I think that's another positive that you were able to pull away without having to maybe force Rob Williams into action that he may or may not be ready for. Yeah, also a lot of Celtics royalty in the house today. I saw Paul Pierce uh, had had himself some nice seats. Danny Ainge, uh, uh, architect of a lot of this Celtics team back, probably obviously trying to root him in, taking a little pride in seeing what his guys were up to today. Probably trying to take some credit. And by the way, uh, it, it should be noted, Brad Stevens finished sixth in the NBA Executive of the Year awards. Uh, pretty impressive. You know, sixth, that's not bad. Better than tenth. Better than a sharp stick in the eye. Better than crabs and ice water, as my dad used to say. But uh, right now, looking pretty awesome with the team that he was able to put together. The moves that he made, uh, obviously a lot of those pillars in place. I kind of look at this the same way, you know, uh, I think it was... Uh, Brian Cashman and Joe Torrey got all the credit for that incredible Yankees run that they went on in the late 90s when they were kind of a dynasty. And yep. Cashman did do make moves like acquire uh, Tino Martinez and pick up the, the bones of Scott Brocious, who went on to a couple of career years. But it was Gene Michael, Stick Michael, and Buck Showalter who basically built that damn team. And then they get none of the credit as well. So while we're all throwing uh, laurels, uh, wreaths, and roses at the doorstep of Brad Stevens, Now's maybe a time to uh, pay tribute to and give uh, proper respect to Danny Ainge for what he was able to build as well. And I'd also say give prop. and I agree with you. I mean, when you look at, at who's on the floor, there's there's draft picks on the floor, basically, right? You bring back um, Horford and you Derek White and you do, but you're talking about Brown and Tatum and Smart and Grant Williams, even Peyton Pritchard. Like, those were the guys that were getting the job done today. So certainly, but I'd also say, you know, I've been big on this, even though I'm not the biggest Giannis fan. I may, in fact, be a Giannis hater that 
the Celtics are trying to do it the honest way. And I give I give some credit to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And you know, I thought I thought Jalen Brown was really interesting today, like his role as as Robin. And okay, Tatum's on the bench. Now I gotta play Batman. I gotta 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 borrow the suit. Gotta be Batman for a little bit there. But they had that sweet connection. The the Jason Tatum sort of almost like a football pass alley oop to Brown who couldn't dunk mm-hmm. it but finished and, and got the foul and won. But Jalen Brown, thirty seven minutes, eight of sixteen, you know, shooting fifty percent, two of five from three. I'll take that. Forty percent, nineteen points, like eight rebounds. You know, he had a nut, couple steals to throw in there. Jalen Brown, when they're rolling, is in that comfortable. He still had a couple of the, you know, sort of ugly uh, ball handling issues that he gets every once in a while. But Jalen Brown was was really good in that complimentary second star, second tier role. Yes. And those are the two guys that, you know, Wick Grosbeck and everybody's talked about, the pillars, building around them and building for a long run. Well, we also need to give those guys credit for saying, I want to be in Boston. I'm going to sign my extension in Boston. There's actually not even going to be any doubt, debate. Oh, I want out of town. I'm not happy. We're never going to win. Nope. Those two guys wanted to be together. They've stayed together. And now they will once again return to the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think have a great chance to win at least the Eastern Conference and, and maybe an NBA title. 617-779-7937 is the phone number here on WEEI and across the WEEI radio network. If you'd like to call in, offer some thoughts on today's incredible three-pointed palooza at the Boston Garden. The clincher against the Bucks is the Celtics win by a whopping, dare I say, a whopping 28 points, hitting 22 three-pointers today at the TD Garden in Game 7, finishing off the Bucks 109-81. to uh, Let's go right now. I think we've got some audio. Peyton Pritchard after the game, speaking with NBC Sports Boston's Abby Chin. Peyton, congratulations. What are the emotions after winning a series this hard fought? Man, they're the defending champ, so we knew it was going to be a long series. And, uh, you know, it just means a lot to us. We're moving on now, playing the Heat. So, man, it was a crazy, crazy series, though. Uh, I think Matt Ryan said it there. Playoff P. You came into this game seven the minute your number was called. No fear, Peyton. Launching that ball, what was the mindset? Uh, you know, I've been struggling a little bit hitting shots here and there. So for me, it was just find, trying to find ways to affect the game. And I uh, got in the gym last night and, uh, you know, just really focused in and came into this game ready and uh, just let it show. And what goes through your mind when you hear the chance to beat the Heat? You guys ready for this? Yeah, we're ready. I mean, you know, this is what we dream of and uh, we work for all year. So it's going to be a good challenge, but we're ready for it. Peyton, congratulations. There's well, Peyton Richard once again on NBC Sports Boston speaking with Abby Chin. Andy, if you're going to be getting 14 points in 17 minutes with five rebounds and three assists from Peyton Pritchard, chances are the odds, as they said in the Hunger Games, will ever be in your favor. That's exactly what you need off your bench when you are a complete team. That's exactly what you're going to need, not only in a series like this, in a clinching effort against a big, bad, tough Milwaukee Bucks team, but also you're going to need that against... Uh, the Miami Heat, who have a number of guys, including NBA Sixth Man of the Year, Tyler Hero, who can basically just make it rain wherever they want uh, from whatever time in the game that they want to. That kind of effort, that's that's a very, very, very encouraging effort today, among many, by Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, I think the Heat are a deeper team than the Bucks. Um, as they're currently constituted. But you're right, if you're the Celtics and you're going to get... So, Al Horford 
has 30 points in a game, but now he's got six. Well, you know what you need? You need somebody else to pick up the slack. That's Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard today who combined for, whatever, 41 between them. If you're going to get 40 points between those two guys, you're going to be tough to beat because I think we are, even though we've ebbed and flowed with, oh, Tatum, shot selection, this, that, I mean, I think we're to the point where we pretty much presume you're going to get 20-plus or 50 points between Brown and Tatum on a nightly basis, even in the playoffs. They've reached that level, and that's a really nice foundation to then build on with Williams, with Horford. Marcus Smart, whether he has a scoring day or, you know, today he's back. I, I, I'd i love to see the Celtics record when Marcus Smart has 10 assists like he did today. Oh, it's got to be, it's pretty gotta be like good. they win three out of every four. It's got to be like at, at least, least over 700. I, I bet I bet it's better than that. When he has 10 assists, they're a tough team to beat. And then obviously, you know, I, I assumed it, but I actually just finally saw it that the 22 three-pointers is indeed a Celtics postseason record. Uh, wow. I would have been stunned if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 22 of 55, modern basketball, love it or leave it. And uh, they loved I'll it love today. I love it today. Yep, 100%. When, they're, when you're dropping them like that, uh, when Grant Williams is dropping them like that, it's fun to, it's fun to see that. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Andy, a couple updates, a little information now as we look toward the Eastern Conference Finals in a not-too-early, just-about-right sneak peek at the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, first things first, as far as the Miami uh, Heat roster goes, yeah, you're going to have to be dealing with people like uh, Duncan Robinson. you got Oladipo. they got Struess as the back. He's a shooting guard, but he's actually got some size. Bam Adebayo enemy of Jason Tatum at the hoop and of offensive and defensive rebounds. Jimmy Butler, the killer, who's playing with a big old chip and some swagger on his shoulder. And then, and of course, like I said, Tyler Hero, the NBA Sixth Man of the Year. You look to someone who could be an X-factor like Kyle Lowry. And I just did a quick Google search. Turns out from the Sun Sentinel right here, Heat's Kyle Lowry misses Sunday's practice ahead of conference finals. Unlikely to play in game one again the celtics catching a health break when they need one there was no chris middleton which was a mass beyond just an x factor that was a huge factor in the series against the bucks and kyle lowry who played his ass off against them in the bubble and basically uh kind of helped wear the celtics down to the bone so that by the time they actually played the heat they were so exhausted the the heat were able to clean the celtics up in six now not having a guy like kyle lowry that could be huge for the Celtics as well and as far as the schedule goes Andy take a quick peek your Eastern Conference final schedule everyone uh, it is Tuesday night 7 30 p.m. tip on ESPN that will be in Miami game two will be Thursday at 7 30 p.m. that game also in Miami your first game back in Boston get ready for this one. Oh, it's going to be raucous at the garden and all across bleed green nation and New England, third, uh, it's going to be Saturday. That'll be Miami at Boston, also a 7.30 tip. That one will be on ABC. Oh, man, I can't wait already. But, yeah, that Kyle Lowry, that X Factor, that could be huge for the Celtics in the postseason. And I'm going to give you another X Factor or, or matchup, I guess. Uh, I mean, tr- last time the these two teams met a couple of years ago in the bubble, Eastern Conference Finals, uh, I, I thought the coaching was a dramatic uh, positive or uh, benefit to the Heat. I'm intrigued to see Ime Udoka in this matchup with mm-hmm. uh, Eric Spolstra and the, the Heat. And, you know, I, I just think mentally the Celtics are a different team now. 
I, I really do. Whether day, it's buddy. the emotion, the, the, the smart, brown, Tatum power structure, what Ime Odoka gets out of them. I'm not going to say they're perfect. I'm not going to say, oh, they're just going to cruise because they're like, you know, they're, they're mentally tough. Like, I just think they're in a, a much better place mentally. And I think Udoka's leadership is a key part of that. And I'm intrigued to see how he deals with, you know, first year head coach. This, this is a nice run he's on as a first year head coach, but he has a challenge in front of him just like the players, I think, do with the depth. You brought up the, that series, the Heat, but you know that we kind of find out later how Jason Tatum admitted how worn down they were coming out of the yep. Toronto series. I don't think the Celtics are worn down right now. I know oh. they went Game Seven, but I don't think they're worn down. Where it's like, oh, there's fatigue. I can't believe we got another game on Tuesday. I, I think they're ready to go. I think they're ready to roll. I, I, I'm, I'm not fearful of them running out of gas. They could lose. Because maybe the Heat are a better team. Maybe Tyler Hero gets hot and mm-hmm. you know Jimmy Butler, the Bulldog, brings them where they want to go and they have home court and all that. I don't think it'll be because they're fatigued and this series took too much out of them. Here's a fun little... No, and I agree with you too, and I think the Celtics are fit and ready for the challenge. Uh, here's a fun little stat. Uh, producer Justin Turpin checking in uh, with this one just moments ago. The Celtics are now about to play in their 37th Eastern Conference Finals. Which means, you ready for this? They will have played in exactly half of all Eastern Conference Finals ever. Damn. That's pretty impressive. And Jason Tatum, another one here's from uh, just checking the timeline on Twitter. Uh, Tucker Boynton. Jason Tatum now plays in the Eastern Conference Finals for the third time in his five-year career. Not too shabby. Not to, and, of course, that would mean the third time in six years or six seasons for Jalen Brown as well. That ain't bad. It's a nice little... Uh... Nice little young tandem in their mid-20s that Celtics fans, mm-hmm. hopefully, oh, ideally... Couldn't wait to break up, right? Well, I mean, I, for one, I never thought they should break up. I thought there were definite questions about the hierarchy, the relationship, how well they liked each other, all of those things. But again, even though you don't see all oh, these touchy-feely features about how they you know, ride around town buying food together and just you know loving each other in the convertible, blah, like... Well, they wanted to stay together. Like, they never thought once. And, you know, they've talked about it. Very simplistic. It seems like they have a pretty simple relationship. The way they said, do you want to be here? Yeah. Do you want to be here? Oh, okay. So let's be here. It's like, oh, okay. We don't really need to go anything beyond that. If you want to play with me and I want to play with you and we want to play for the Celtics, then it's a pretty good marriage. And you're starting to see the fruits of that labor. Although, we all realize they did it a couple of years ago and came up short. Mm-hmm. They were expected to win that series. They were the favorite to win that series. They did not. Different world, bubble, everything that went into that year. This is, you got to go to Miami and play a couple games, then Miami has to come to Boston. And I feel really good about it. And and the difference now, of course, well, there's there are a number of differences. The Celtics are older. Celtics are more battle-tested, more experienced, and more mature. Yes. Jason Tatum has taken that punch. He knows what it's like to go up against Miami and how they brought a killer instinct to that series, and the Celtics were playing on their heels, and the Celtics got gassed in a lot of those fourth quarters, and that's when Miami was able to finish. That's when they were able to ice those games, and the Celtics fell apart in the second half. I think they actually even only won one of the two games they did because Marcus Spart went on a heat-check frenzy in one of those games, and a bunch of them went in, but otherwise, they were. that was a pretty lopsided series for a 4-2 finale. Also now, like you mentioned earlier, the coaching matchup. Eric Spolstra, just coming off of Nick Nurse having done so in the Eastern Conference semifinals when the Celtics outlasted the Raptors 4-3, Eric Spolstra coached circles around Brad 
Stevens in the Bubble Eastern Conference Finals two years ago. Well, now you bring in Ime Odoka, who has obviously just changed the entire trajectory, changed the entire culture, the whole mentality with this team. And so I don't give the Heat the coaching advantage matchup that I probably would have if it were still Brad Stevens coaching this team. As a matter of fact, I might even say it's a draw or it's, you know, mm. uh, it, Ime Udoka may, you know, Spolster is really smart. He's been there. He's He's gone to finals. Yes. He's gone to conference finals. Uh, he's a heck of a lot more than just the guy that was handpicked because he's got hair similar to Pat Riley, and he was a video review guy just like Pat Riley was when he was working his way up the ranks 40-some-odd years ago. No, Spolster is a damn good coach, but I would say Udoka could probably go toe-to-toe with him, and that's a, another plus in the Celtics column. Yeah, I, I, it's not going to be the mismatch I do think it was previously. Right. I don't know if I'm willing to say he'll neutralize Spolstra. That, that's to be proven, right? There's a lot on the line. We talk about these legacies, and today was a legacy game for apparently Grant Williams. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? Remember when Chris Hogan had like 180 yards and two touchdowns before Against they, uh, the Steelers up? in the yeah. AFC Championship. Yep. Hogan was uncovered. Yep. Don't get me going, even though right now we're talking, we're talking Celtics. Don't get me going because I'm ready for a Chris Hogan appreciation hour and a deep dive anytime that you are because I think he's one of the most underrated players from the second half, the back half of the double dynasty. Um, and in 2016, uh, he was he was an absolute monster, including in that AFC championship. And, you know, that's something, you know, I'm not going to say Grant Williams is the next superstar just like Chris Hogan wasn't, but he was a championship-type player. Those are the, the, the role players that step up and have much bigger roles in big games. And you know, I I just I like the momentum the Celtics have right now. I like the 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 metal that they are showing, and I like the challenge that I think they I don't think they're shying away from. This isn't like you know, don't talk to the guy who's pitching a no hitter. Let's not talk about what we're doing. Like no, no, no. I think Jason Tatum wants to be a young superstar who leads his team to a title. Like I, I don't think he's running from that idea. Like, oh, maybe I can tiptoe through the postseason, and then once I win, we'll look back on it. I think his eyes are wide open as to who he is, what he is, what's expected of him, and I think that's the key part of this team. I think Ime Udoka and the the settling of roles is why this team is where it is right now. Of the many pluses of this weekend, Andy, at least we were able to, uh, as fans, see one of the two teams take down a game seven and get a big victory of course the Bruins losing a hard fought one yesterday in Carolina three to two they made it close at the end in the final 20 some odd seconds they scrapped and they battled and a lot of questions surrounding what's going to happen with the Bruins and in particular in particular Patrice Bergeron going forward I think that may be the end especially with all those big hugs especially the long one to Bergeron etc but that's about not the rumors discussion. of of him going to Montreal Please, over, over my dead body, and I'm not even the biggest hockey guy Can I on you? the line right now. What? Thank, thank goodness we took one of the Game 7s today. 617-779-7937. Ken's on the line in California. He wants to talk about the Celtics today. What's up, Ken? Hey, hi, how you doing? Yeah, thank, thank, thankfully we got one out of the uh, two Game 7s. And yeah. uh, it was pretty much a runaway after the you know first six or seven minutes. And, you know, I think from from my standpoint, it, it's really going to depend, I think, against Miami on whether or not Robert Williams is able to, you know, go full bore. 
Yeah, I, I would say it was probably still. I uh, and thank you for the call, Ken. I appreciate it very much. I uh, hope you're enjoying the same kind of sunshine that is bathing down all over New England and every Celtics fan after that huge 28 point win against the Bucks. Uh, six minutes in, I think it was a little anxious. Still, I, I wasn't fingernail biting time, but uh, you know things weren't puckering up per se. But uh, I, I would say at the end of the first quarter, 26 20 Milwaukee. I was confident-ish. I was confident-adjacent because the Celtics hadn't even played anything resembling or remotely adjacent to good, if not Celtics, basketball this particular season, and they were only down six, and that was the, the quote, punch they had to take from Milwaukee. From that point on, it was their, it was their game. Uh, again, only a five-point lead going into the half, but the way they opened up the second half, I mean, when they got to a, a 12, a 14, and then a 16-point lead in Milwaukee called a timeout. Like, you lose a 16-point lead like that against a team as powerful. A championship team, the defending champions like Milwaukee, turn out the lights. The party's over. Pack it up. Go home. Y'all don't, ha- y'all don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But instead, they kept their foot on the gas this time, Andy. This is what's great about this Celtics team. One of the many things, one of the hallmarks of this team is they do not repeat their history. They learn from their mistakes. The machine gets smarter as it goes along. They saw what they did when they had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter against Milwaukee in Game 5, and they turned around and they were like, "Uh, uh, 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 no, this time we're going to actually shoot more. We're going to get more baskets, and we're going to make it painful for you on the way out of town, guys. Chris Forsberg on NBC Sports Boston is having uh, his uh, Chris Berman moment in a live shot with Celtics fans. The Celtics are the balls. He he is getting <laughs> hit on the head by a is that green kid, towel. Is that guy there? Is that guy there right now? Uh, I'm not sure, but he is getting whacked with a green towel. They're messing up his hair. And I got to tell you, for a not, not a traditional necessarily TV guy, sort of a former writer who's worked his way into the TV biz, uh, He's doing a good job of uh, keeping his focus and finishing his live hit in a uh, very happy, uh, rambunctious crowd around him of Celtics fans with a Grant Williams jersey in the background. Grant Williams jerseys, I think, uh, if you could buy stock in Grant Williams jerseys, that price is about to skyrocket. Oh, man, and I love it. I'm just checking out right now from uh, at N. Coit, ABC6, from Nick Coit. A nice shot of Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, my favorite player on the 2022 New England Patriots. And Mr. Kraft himself, we're at Game 7 today. Yep. Oh, the stars, the luminaries, the local athletes. They Dana all White out was to... there. Who else? Oh, Dana, Dana, oh, Dana White. White. Did you see this? was sitting front row. Andy, did you see? Well, he can kind of afford. A man that, man that owns a place called Fight Island can probably afford front row seats at a Celtics playoff game. Did yes. you see? He looked nervous, though. I mean, he loves his Celtics. He, he didn't look like he wasn't just, you know, like knocking a few beers back like his last name was Bakhtiari. Just having like he was into it the way the rest of us were, which I yeah. love. I, he see. wasn't there to be seen. He was there to see a Celtics victory. I, I agree with that. That was the uh, vibe that was given off by Dana White. But yeah, Mac Jones was actually sitting uh, near Wick Grosbeck and Robert Kraft and Paul Pierce was in that group. And I actually said to my son, oh, Paul Pierce hanging out with the rich guys. And he goes, well, Paul Pierce is rich. I go, no, no, no. Paul Pierce has money. Those guys around him are billionaires. Paul Pierce has what, hundred million dollars in the bank, something like that. He said it must be. It might, might be nice. It might be nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh, rich too. Don't get me wrong. I just I'd, I'd take either rich if I, I'd be a hundred millionaire, be a billionaire. I'll take any of it. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I think we have one more quick little bit of audio we want to get to before we take a commercial break. Come back, take your calls, and wrap up on this impromptu, unofficial Celtics post game show. Celtics defeat the Bucks one hundred nine to. Nine. 
81. Like, I, I can't even, like, get wrap my mind around what an ass whooping it turned out 28 to be. 28 28 point victory. 28 points. Uh, let's get to Ime Udoka with Abby Chen, courtesy NBC Sports Boston, after the game. Ime, after that devastating loss in Game 5, you said... When you win this series, it'll be all the sweeter. How proud are you of your guys grinding out this series win? Yeah, extremely proud. Uh, you know, we showed some resiliency there. Uh, you know, we looked at the numbers to say 82% of the teams that lose game five lose the series. And so what I said the other night was we gave away an opportunity and let's bounce back and show who we are. You know, I'm sure our resolve and we did that. Not only that, it was more so the way we did it tonight. Uh, you know, okay first half being up four, we felt like we had a whole nother level to take it to. And we did that with the 38-point second half for them. These guys prove it. And so uh, the looks were there. He made one early, missed two, and then got a little hesitant. We told him, let it fly. Uh, that's what you do. Um, and then he talked about him and Steph Curry are two Charlotte shooters and put himself in the same category. So he broke his record, and, you know, he's going to gloat about it. Yeah, I'm sure he will. How long do you allow yourself to enjoy this before you start preparing for Miami? Well, we already started the preparation, obviously. Uh, we have coaches doing the scouts behind the scenes. And when they beat Philadelphia... You know, we've been digging into that. We'll get on as staff in the morning. Uh, although we've talked about some things already, we want to focus on this series. And, um, you know, you enjoy it for a few minutes here uh, tonight and, and get to work on the next. It's a quick turnaround. You may. Congratulations. Thank you. That was a Belichickian answer there. What's that? Belichickian. We, we already had people working on that. We'll we'll enjoy this one for a few minutes God, and then we'll start working guy. on the heat. He, uh, that was good. He uh, I, I liked his confidence. I He has a... I don't know if you call it swagger with a head coach. No, it's a quiet confidence. Yeah, and I like I like his style. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go all the way back to the beginning of the year where we wondered, like, oh, wow, he's saying his team got punked in, like, the first week of the season. How's this going to play out with his stars? This is the NBA. Does this guy know how this works? Guess what? He knows how it works, and uh, his team has responded as well as maybe any team could have over the course of this season. So, yeah, anyone who thought maybe he was – uh, a weakness or a concern of the Celtics team. He's he's part of the strengths of this team now, and you can feel it from him every time he speaks. Yeah, listen, if I was able to turn this team around the way he did, if I was married to Nia Long and I looked like Idris Elba, I would probably have a quiet swagger about good me point. as well, Andy. That's a good you know, point. Just, he's got reason to swagger. Yeah, of course he does. And also, he was healed. Uh, he learned his basketball. He cut his teeth, you know, at the at the feet and dry erase board of Greg Popovich. And, you know, Brad Stevens always said his favorite team was the 2014 Spurs who avenged that brutal seven-game finals loss to the Heat by coming back the next year and cleaning the Heat's clock, basically sending LeBron back to Cleveland with a four-games-to-one victory where Kawhi Leonard just put on a clinic. And that team learned from its mistakes. And that's something that this Celtics team has continually done, learned from their mistakes. Got a nice text from our old pal Patrick Gilroy, green teamer that he is. Uh, he just reminded me as he's tuning in right now up in New Hampshire. Michael Jordan needed seven years to break through the Pistons. Jordan Pippen needed five. This team learns from prior years' mistakes. So this is actually pretty impressive what the Tatum-Brown combination has been able to do. Yep. Um, don't disagree with that one bit. Thank you for the text, Patrick. 
617-779-7937 is the number. Quick commercial break. We'll come back. We'll get to all your calls and wrap it up. The Celtics out the balls, and they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. This is Fitzy and Hart on WEEI. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. WEI, we are right back to Bitsy and Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Miami. Celtics are on their way to Miami. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Celtics at the Heat, the Beat the Heat chance, raining down like the three-pointers today. All 22 of them that the Celtics sank in their 28-point whipping of the Milwaukee Bucks today at the TD Garden in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. What a series it was. An epic one at that. Fitzy and Hart wrapping things up here with you uh, in our little impromptu post-game show. 617-779-7937 if you'd like to weigh in with some quick thoughts. In the final few minutes, Ralph is in Cranston. He wants to talk a little Tatum and Grant Williams. What's up, Ralph? Hey, guys. Grant Williams finally came of age today, and we saw what he could do. And this is going to be another weapon they have. Tatum, last game, I think took that next maturity step. He had to have that game in the sixth game, not to get eliminated. He did. 
White in the next series, if he's going to play like that, you're going to play Naismith much more. But you know what, guys? I think the league should take a look at the way Milwaukee played. And, and, you know, they're throwing the, the shoulder into the guy, guiding you and pushing, and the traveling. I mean, Giannis is an out-of-this-world player, but he travels so much, and it's so blatant. You know, look at this and say, we don't want this to become, you know, the norm of, of playing. You know, you got to play basketball. you got to call those fouls. They called the game closer today. If they called this game the way they called it to be the whole series, the Celtics would have won this in five. You know, and, and of course, they missed Middleton. But you know, Celtics came of age a little bit. They got more players here. You know, it was great. It was a great series. Yes, it, it was. was, Ralph. That's a great way to put it, and thank you for the call. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we're looking forward to Tuesday night and what should be an awesome Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat. Andy, today, this series itself, and today especially, a coming-of-age tale for the Celtics. Six years in for Jalen Brown, his third Eastern Conference Finals. Five years in for Jason Tatum, his third Eastern Conference Finals. And now they get a rematch against a team that punked them a couple of years ago. If they're all about turning the ship around and improving wherever they possibly can, learning from their mistakes, this is the opportunity. Because check this out. Here's another awesome, like just so many great stats popping up. Like you said earlier, Andy, 22 made threes the most in a Celtics playoff game. The Celtics now historically have the most 3-2 to two comebacks in NBA playoff history. Ready for this one? Uh, Producer Justin, thank you. HT to you on this one. On January 16th, the Celtics were out of the play-in game, and they were the 11 seed. It is now May the, carry the two, what is it, May 14th? It is May 14th. Guess what? The Boston Celtics are go- It's May 15th. Whatever. That's fine. It's, it's the middle of May, and guess what? The Celtics Focus are going to the Eastern your Conference point. Finals. <laughs> All right, let's not get bogged down by the numbers. The Celtics are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Damn right, as Tom Brady Sr. would say. Ralph made a good point there, too, because I was uh, one of those that believed Jason Tatum's great game six would be sort of forgotten, undone if you lose this series. And he was not spectacular today. We talked about it. He got in a little foul trouble, but he was good. He was efficient. Gave you his 23 points, you know, five of nine from three, eight assists. Like, he was solid. And mm-hmm. if it weren't for the – A, if he had needed to to be doing more, I think he could have done more. B, if he hadn't had a dumb frustration foul, that would have changed the way he played. But Jason Tatum continues to ascend not only in the hierarchy of the current NBA, but sort of in the legendary Celtic status. I saw him hugging Paul Pierce post-game. He's – He's starting to, you know, shimmy his way into the great Celtics of all time. And, you know, once he gets a ring, then he really belongs in the club. Ooh, once he gets a ring. I know. It's just, it's an, it's another great step in the right direction for the Celtics. Once again, the Celtics eliminate the Bucks 109-81, to 81, a 28-point win. Game one of the Eastern Conference Finals, Tuesday night at 7.30 on ESPN. Great job by you, Andy Hart. Thanks for jumping on for an impromptu, unofficial postgame show. Great job by you, producer Justin Turpin. Don't forget, The Gress Show from CBS Sports Network comes to you tonight, 10 o'clock till 2 a.m. All the Celtics news, information, analysis, and more all day tomorrow on WEI. And, of course, check out for some columns on WEI.com. Go Celtics, and we'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 